Welcome to the Silver Screen Podcast. I'm Jared Boomer. And I'm Katie Ganey-West. This is a podcast about movies and pop culture. And today, we are, we are not reviewing Drive My Car. We have pushed <laughs> that off for a week. We can't. Because the Oscars happened, and we oh. have a lot of stuff to talk about with the Oscars. This was definitely one of the most talked about Oscars in many years. And after last year's you know, show that happened during COVID, which was kind of blah and drama-free, this one delivered the drama. So It really did. It really yeah. did. So we will talk about that and everything. We'll talk about the slap. We'll talk about the best dressed, worst dressed, award winners, all of that stuff in just a few minutes. But we do have a few quick news items that we wanted to get to involving celebrities. Uh, one of those that just came out today, we're recording this on March 30th, is that Bruce Willis announced that he will not be acting in the foreseeable future. Uh, his family announced this, that he has aphasia and is done with acting for a while. And if you don't know what aphasia is, it is a loss of ability to understand or express speech, and it can affect your language language expression and also comprehension. So two very important things when you're acting. Mm-hmm. And we did look that up on johnhopkins.org, hopkinsmedicine.org, so legitimate website. And there are different kinds of aphasia, too, if people are wondering about that. I knew about it before, but it can be caused by a lot of things. So we don't know what caused his, but it can be stroke, dementia, brain damage. It can be all sorts of things. Yes. So, And then also, along with that, Sandra Bullock announced that she's taking a break from acting, too. Obviously, she's mm-hmm. in the new movie, The Lost City, which is in theaters right now, but has announced that she doesn't really have any upcoming projects. She wants to spend more time with her family. All mm-hmm. that type of stuff. So, But it didn't sound permanent, and it sounds like really positive. She just wants to be with her kids right now, and she seems really happy. I'm happy yeah, for her. I just love her, so I selfishly want her to be in more things. But she's already given us so much. She she really has, and she does a really good job of like picking and choosing her projects too. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. She's really kind of she's very selective about what she's in. So yes, and I totally get wanting to spend more time with the family and and your kids and everything like that. So that makes total right. sense. So and wishing the best to Bruce Willis as well. Again, the news just broke Definitely. a couple hours ago, so we haven't gotten a ton of details yet, but. He's not going to be in any, you know, he's not going to film anything new for the foreseeable future. There could be stuff that he's filmed already that will come out, but no no yeah. new stuff that he's filming. So, And then the only other news item we have is that Ezra Miller has kind of gone off the deep end the last couple of weeks. So he's in Hawaii right now. And you may have seen that he was arrested um, when he was at a karaoke bar and he, he became agitated at patrons at the bar while they were singing karaoke. So at one point he began yelling obscenities and grabbed the microphone from a 23 year old woman, uh, singing karaoke, which amounted to disorderly conduct. And then later they lunged at a 32 year old man playing darts, which earned them a harassment offense. And that's not the only thing that's happened with them. They've also, um, had at least, at least 10 calls to the police department in Hawaii in this town that they are in have been because of Ezra Miller. So, (laughs) Not yeah. not for the best. And then they also had an incident where they were staying at a hostel and the couple who were there at the hostel with them uh, took out a restraining order on Ezra Miller after they allegedly burst into the couple's bedroom, threatened them and stole some of their belongings, including a passport and a wallet. So that just happened today. <laughs> what? They just they just got a restraining order against them. So that happened today. The incident happened 
Um, I think maybe a little bit before that, but the actual, they filed the restraining order on Tuesday. So yesterday is when they wow. filed that restraining order. So yes. So wow. they're not having a great time right now in Hawaii. Their movie, obviously <laughs> fantastic beast is going to be out in a few weeks. So not the yeah, greatest I for d- the studio and for them when you have a big release about to come out and you're the subject yes. of a lot of, of a lot of issues and also, arrests and they were uh, brought up during the Oscars because they played The Flash. Yes, and they you, did. Oh, so. Jared, you might not have... Because I know Jared, for context, everyone, Jared couldn't watch the Oscars live. He had another event that night. Um, but they did like a very strange... I didn't even quite catch it. It was like top movies or something. It, I really was very confused on these movies. But they showed a clip from them playing the flash oh i saw that it was like most yeah. cheered movie moments and that clip yeah, but was it number was very, one i was like that's number one i was so confused but then, anyway like movie of the fan voted movie of the year was like that Zack snyder movie that- yeah everything was very confusing <laughs> um that was bizarre but also it was weird i feel like i had something to do with this selfishly because you and i were talking we reviewed the batman before charlatan and i was talking about the three people that creep me out the most in this world and it was paul dano the guy <laughs> i never remember his name that was in suicide squad oh, and ezra barry, miller barry keegan is that it no no i like him okay no um the uh, guy he his last name looks like dalmatian but it's not dalmatian <laughs> oh i'm not sure i'm trying <laughs> to think of it uh, it's fine it's totally fine was he in the new Suicide Squad? So like yeah. the one that just came out? Yeah, okay. he played the polka dot guy. The polka dot guy. Okay. Remember the guy that yes, spots the polka dot? Yeah. Okay. Ever I feel David, like this is definitely David Das Dasmalsian or Yeah, I yeah, never yeah, know how to yeah. say it, but I just say Dalmatian. And you know what? He could be a lovely person. I don't know. He might be, but he plays but creepy. Some characters. people just really give me the heebie jeebies, <laughs> and Ezra Miller is one of them. <laughs> so that's news for today and uh, well I mean we're now going to talk about the Oscars which is mainly more news uh, because oh there was a lot that happened hosted by Re- Regina in. Hall Amy Schumer Wanda Sykes airing on ABC Sunday March 27th I will say as we mentioned the host I thought the three hosts did a pretty good job I was so a little, did I I was a little skeptical going into it but I watched the monologue and then Amy Schumer did a few more minutes of stand up after that. They mm-hmm. had some fun bits like Wanda Sykes at the Academy mm-hmm. Museum I thought was funny. They I did, did some too. other funny things. Um so I thought the hosting was pretty solid honestly. I Jared, I did too. I'm really glad to hear you say that. I liked some people were outraged. Amy Schumer did this bit with Kirsten Dunst where she was talking about seat fillers and she made her get up. Two things happened there that made me like go <gasps> First of all, people were enraged because of Kirsten Dunst having to get up from her seat. But I was like, this was that was planned, which will come up later. That was planned. Kirsten Dunst has even said, like, we knew that was happening. Um, but Jesse Plemons said, my wife. And so I guess they got married, Jared. I was really excited oh, okay. for them. Because last I heard, they were just engaged. Yeah. Um. So that was cool. But I thought that Amy Schumer was actually quite funny. She also made a joke about not bad. Like, I don't look bad for after giving birth to a baby a year ago. And then she goes, it was two years ago. And she goes, actually, almost three. <laughs> that was funny. And um. then 
Oh, she, Regina Hall pulling the men up there to test them for COVID <laughs> was very funny. And especially, it was like every man that I was like, let's pull them up there. And it was Timothy Chalamet and Jason Momoa. I wouldn't have picked Josh Brolin, but whatever. Yeah, Tyler um, Perry was up there. Yeah. Tyler Perry, but he's fun. But yeah, yeah I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, yes, let's just get Bradley Cooper up here. Where's Brad Pitt? Is Brad Pitt here? No. You know, the list could go on and on. Yes. But they so were, that- they did a really good job. And I thought they worked well together. And yeah, overall, I think that was probably one of the best hosting jobs I've seen in years. Yeah, they were they were all very solid. So, and the night was you know moving along pretty smoothly until about two two and a half hours into the broadcast when oh. Chris Rock comes out to present best documentary feature and makes a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith, and then Will Smith goes up on stage and slaps him in the face. Uh, yes, and. That really changed the tone on the whole evening. <laughs> I will have to say going back and you could. So my experience watching the Oscars was that I did not get to watch all of it live, but I did get to watch about the last 45 minutes live. So I got to see best director, best actor, best actress, best picture all live. And you could definitely tell while I was watching that part of the show that the mood had changed. And then when I went and yes. back and watched the first couple hours, I could see it was very much more lighthearted during that time. But after that slap happened, it was a completely different evening. Um, and we'll talk about Will Smith's speech here in a minute too. But first we got to talk about the whole situation in general. So Chris Rock makes a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith being in GI Jane two. It's not a good joke for one. Um, and it, you know, I'm kind of, I see where both like Chris Rock didn't make a good joke. Will Smith shouldn't have reacted the way that he reacted in that situation. So, but Chris Rock makes the joke and Will Smith is laughing at it. You see in the video, but Jada Pinkett Smith is not. And then after that, he goes up and slaps Chris Rock in the face. Yes. So I will say I felt stupid. Very, very, very naive when the slap before the slap first happened and the GI Jane joke was made. I genuinely gullible me thought she was about to be in a remake of G.I. Jane. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow, that's... I didn't know that. Okay. Because Demi Moore played G.I. Jane. She was so beautiful. Everybody talks about that role. Her body was the best it's ever been to some. Her hair was... She was... It was like a buzz cut. She looked fantastic. So I thought he was like saying, I can't wait to see... I know that sounds... In retrospect, that sounds really stupid. But in mm-hmm. real life, I thought he was just like being like, can't wait to see it. Kind of like I thought they were friends. And he was like, hey, girl, can't wait to see that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When he was really so making a joke about how they had similar hairstyles. Yes. But and then Jada she rolled. Smith has a condition. So which I know. Alopecia. So she, yeah. <laughs> yes. So I did look. I knew about alopecia, but I did. And I knew about her diagnosis, but I did look this up for everyone. So this is from NAAF.org. That's the National Alopecia Areata Foundation. Um, Alopecia is a fancy name for hair loss. It's an autoimmune skin disease. It can be temporary or permanent. It can be hereditary, caused by hormonal changes, medical conditions, or a normal part of aging. Also, it can affect any ethnic group, any sex, and any age person. So I thought that was interesting. And she has been very open about it. But the thing is, I feel like Jada and that whole family is very open about pretty much everything. But I did, long before this night, knew that she had alopecia and had been very outspoken about it. And that is why she is clean shaven. Yes. 
And so I don't know if Chris Rock didn't know that. I don't know if Chris Rock did know that and was I think making he did. a joke about it. Yeah. But that uh, made Will Smith go up on stage and slap Chris Rock. So that moment happens. It's it was I saw the video and then I watched it during the broadcast when I watched it back and it was a wild moment because Chris Rock is he's kind of laughing. He's like. Oh boy, like Richard, he's calling Will Smith Richard, his character, and you know, uh, King Richard, Richard Williams, comes up there and he, Will Smith says nothing and just walks up to him and slaps him in the face and then turns around, walks back to his seat and then proceeds to. While smirking. Yeah. While smirking. Did you see it? Yes. And then proceeds to yell at Chris Rock. (laughs) It's like a Fresh Prince walk kind of. He was smirking like he'd done something he was really proud of, which that bothered me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then he, and also, I mean, I just have, I don't know, Jared, I don't want to stop you. I just feel like I have so much to say on this and I've caught more and I've read so much about it now that I just feel like I have a lot to add. I think my only thing with it is that it was not, it was not a good joke by Chris Rock. And no. if Will Smith was offended at the joke, there are better ways to handle that. You can... Once they go to commercial, go backstage and talk to Chris Rock. You can yes. call Chris Rock. You can, you know, see him at the after party and say, "Hey, I don't." Appre-. You can tweet. You can do lots of different things instead of physical violence on a person and committing assault on another celebrity than what you did. And then for that to happen, and then for him to get up thirty, forty minutes later and get the best actor Oscar and make a point I of mean, it in his speech to, to to talk about that. I mean, that's the other thing that we'll get to in a minute. But I just thought the punch. Was was so why the slap the punch was so wild there are people saying if it was they thought it was scripted i don't think it was scripted if you've watched the oscars oh if you've watched the oscars the last five six years they can't think of funny interesting bits to do at all so they would have never thought that up because they can't so it wasn't scripted at all like i there is no i'm glad you brought up the planned thing i have had quite a few people tell me they think it's planned but a lot of these people are also conspiracy theorist or like can go that route or believe in some of those i just don't i don't think you could script all of this i don't think you could get this many people to go along with it i also you guys for those of you who think this could happen jared and i by no means know any more than you do about what happened what didn't happen or movies we do know a lot about the industry and try to know about it but we're obviously removed from the situation too but i really 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 strongly doubt that the Academy or whoever planned this event was like, do you know it would be hilarious and would improve ratings? Physical assault. Um, something like, you know, uh, have Jennifer Lopez wear the Versace gown again and be half naked on stage. I could see them doing that. I could see them saying something like, Adrian Brody, can you kiss Halle Berry again on stage? I can see that happening. I can see so many different things happening. Something I could see them even making a joke about, let's say, the wrong name on the envelope like they did with Moonlight and La La Land. I don't see them going, you know, the funniest, most creative thing we can come up with as some of the most creative people in the world. Uh, Let's have someone physically assault someone on stage Uh, over a joke about an autoimmune disease after COVID. And then let's have him shout expletives and then let's have him win best. I mean, that's just that's too much. There's just no possible way. And it happened at such a random point in the broadcast, too. It was like, it, we're just moving along, presenting awards. Chris Rock is yeah. going to present Best Documentary. I feel yeah. really bad for Questlove, who his documentary that yeah. he was a big part of, Summer of Soul, won Best so Documentary. And he had to give up. He gave a great speech, but it was overshadowed by this this moment that happened, unfortunately, three minutes before that. 
I so here's okay. Here's the other. Here's uh, not the other thing. I have so many things, but okay. I also have thought a lot about. I don't hate Will Smith. I have never been a huge Will Smith fan, but I do think he's a good actor. I have nothing against him. I have never liked Chris Rock. I don't like his humor. I don't like the way he presents himself. I don't like anything about Chris Rock. And honestly, I'm also surprised. Like, I'm sure Chris Rock has been slapped before or threatened before because of how he comes across. But Chris Rock no longer looks like the idiot. And that's what bothers me. If Will Smith had done any number of things like Jared mentioned or or had gone off stage and said, I'm going to sue you for slander. I'm going to do this to you. If he had defecated on his lawn, all of those things, I'm like, there's other ways to solve this issue. Slapping him during a live broadcast, he did so many different things. But Will Smith ended up looking like the idiot, not Chris Rock. And then here's what else bothers me about what Will Smith did. He didn't just slap someone. He got up from his seat. He chose to do this. There was conscious decision. Slap someone across the face walked back to a seat, started screaming expletives about get your name out of, get my wife's name out of your effing mouth, said it over and over, just losing his mind, then decides to stay, which we'll get to that later, then accepts his Oscar, then apologizes to everyone but Chris Rock, then takes a day or two, issues an apology that was very clearly written by a publicist. I mean, to me, it's just like it was 12 steps too many that were all wrong for me. Yeah, I just think it was it was an awful situation and an awful moment. And I will say, too, there's been pictures floating around on social media this week. So you may have seen one where it's like all the celebrities cut together and it says their reaction to the Will Smith slap. Mm-hmm. That is not an accurate. Those are all taken from different Oscar ceremonies. Half those people yeah. weren't even at the Oscars this year. Like Ryan Gosling was not at that. It wasn't in anything that was nominated. Um, right. There were some other people in that photo. Matt Damon, I don't think, was at the Oscars this year. Mm-hmm. Things like that. So that picture is not not legit and then there was another picture i saw that was like from a totally different i think it was from the la la land moonlight debacle that showed again shocked faces but the seating configuration was all different than from this year's oscar people had different clothes on so that wasn't accurate either so just know that if you see that on social media that those pictures aren't those like mon those you know cut pictures that people put together aren't accurate so yeah but i think uh Oh, sorry. The Nicole Kidman thing. People even said that wasn't that yeah. moment. The only thing that really was was Lupita Nyong'o's reaction, which you could see, but she was sitting next to Will. <laughs> yeah, you could see um, on the video. And you could yeah. see that during the broadcast. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I think now we we should move on to what the situation might be, what the resolution is going to be possibly for this situation. Um, and basically, you found that the Academy and the Board of Governors they have a board meeting coming up in a couple weeks, and they're going to evaluate Will Smith's membership at that point yeah they said this today this came out like before right before we started recording so they i had heard that they're not going to revoke his oscar i don't know how i feel about that but i feel like that's a true punishment i feel like saying you can't be an academy award member for a couple years or something is not going to do anything um and i know what he did is not what harvey weinstein did or anything but i think like a true punishment is taking someone's prize away and shutting them out Slapping him on the wrist is not going to teach him anything. I mean, I do think he's probably learned a lesson from this, but it's still there's, you know, time will tell. Anyway, the Board of Governors today released a statement. They said, 
This is a quote. Consistent with the Academy standards of conduct, as well as California law, Mr. Smith is being provided with at least 15 days notice of a vote regarding his violations and sanctions and the opportunity to be heard beforehand by means of a written response. At the next board meeting on April 18th, the Academy may take any disciplinary action, which may include suspension, expulsion, and other sanctions permitted by the bylaws and standards of conduct. Mr. Smith's actions at the 94th Oscars were deeply shocking, traumatic events to witness in person and on television. Mr. Rock, we apologize to you for what you experienced on our stage, and thank you for your resilience in that moment. We also apologize to our nominees, guests, and viewers for what transpired during what should have been a celebratory event. Here's the thing that shocked me, Jared. Things unfolded in a way we could not have anticipated. While we would like to clarify that Mr. Smith was asked to leave the ceremony and refused, we also recognize we could have handled the situation differently. So that was the part that was shocking to me. Like, if he won't leave, like, it's your event. You're in charge of it. You can have, you know, security escort him out during a commercial break if you need to and do something. You know, if he wins Best Actor, then he's not up there up there to accept the award. And you know what? That's fine. If that if that has to happen, you know, he you got to have consequences for your actions. And I feel like that's the thing is there's been no consequences for his actions yet. So whether that's you remove him from the ceremony Chris Rock, they asked Chris Rock if he wanted to file charges. He said, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, and But Will Smith, there has to be there has to be something, that some repercussions for what he decided to do because so far there's been nothing. He still has his Oscar. He still got up there to you know give his speech. He got to watch the rest of the ceremony. All, he got to go to the after party, all that stuff. Um, I, I just have a couple things that I was thinking about because I really... I don't know that I'm on a side. I am definitely on the side of violence is just unnecessary. If Chris Rock had broken into Will Smith's home in the middle of the night and was armed and was threatening his children, okay, punch him in the face. Yeah, yep. All he said was, Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2 can't wait to see you. That's what he said. That's a direct quote. That's upsetting and I get it. Also, what bothered me, Jada is not a shrinking violet. Jada can handle her own situations. Pretty sure Jada could have given a verbal slapping after the ceremony or offline. I don't know why Will thought he needed to step in. Now, a lot of people have brought up, Jared, have you heard about his book and his abusive father and all that this week too? I have, I know he has a book out. I have not read it. Yeah. Um, and I did know he had an abusive father, but I yes. haven't really heard much else than that. And I haven't looked into his book. I haven't read yes. his book either. Yeah. So Emmanuel Acho, who I love, who wrote Conversations with a Black Man, he did a short video about it and he's already read the book. And at the very beginning of the book, Will talks about his abusive father and that one of his biggest regrets in life is that he didn't stand up to his father. Um And so a lot of people are saying this was him standing up for Jada the way he should have stood up for his mom. I do think probably abuse has played into the situation somewhat. I don't think you can kill someone and then say, like, well, my dad was mean. Like, I just I don't have an exact uh, trauma experience like that. I can just say, like, there's only so much you can blame. He still decided to do those actions. And there are people that have experienced very similar situations who don't go do that kind of thing. And for me, the problem is more the one thing after the other. It's not just the slap. It's the expletives. It's the then changing his... It was like manic for me. So that bothered me. I think Jada could have handled herself. And then I just think a lot of the stuff this week... I have heard he's a narcissist. I don't know that I believe that. And I definitely don't base... I don't I wouldn't say he's a narcissist based on the actions of that night. I did not enjoy seeing him party at the Vanity Fair party after. 
Um, I did not like his speech. I did not appreciate that he apologized to everybody but Chris Rock. Um, and I definitely thought that the statement that came out seemed like it was written by a publicist, not Will. I do think he seems genuinely sad. Like, I think he genuinely seemed remorseful in that moment when he was crying. Those looked like real tears. But I am, I am, for me, it's too little too late and there's a lot of backpedaling. And I don't, I don't know that he's apologized to the right people. I'm just bothered by the whole thing. So that's kind of where I stand. And the last thing I will say about it, I, again, don't love Will Smith. I think he's fine. I hate what he did. But I also think no one person should be judged on one action of their entire life. I wouldn't want someone to judge me based on my worst day. And I know that there are times I've misspoken to people or had a messy breakup or what have you. I mean, these things happen. So I don't think his life should be over because of this. But I do think if I had been in that situation, I don't know that I wouldn't have accepted the Oscar. That's the most prestigious award in our field. But I don't think I would have gone to parties afterwards and gotten drunk and partied with everyone. I would have been like, I need to get out of the situation and figure out my next steps. So that's just my that's my final thoughts on that situation. Yeah, my only other thing is that I think, like you said, he could have handled the situation better. He could have asked his publicist if maybe they could talk to uh, the producers of the show, and he could have said, "Hey, you know what? I that was not a good moment for me. Can they make you know two minutes sometime, and I can go up there and apologize, and you know we can bring Chris Rock out if he wants to, and you know kind of clear the air a little bit and issue a public apology on the broadcast, which." He had the chance to do during his speech, but he and he sort of did, but he didn't address it towards Chris Rock. The other thing I wanted to say from a live television aspect is that I thought Chris Rock did a great job of handling himself after that situation happened. Totally Uh, agree. Totally agree. He could have very easily fired back. He could have punched Will Smith himself. He could have done whatever, but he took it took him a little bit to recompose himself. Understandable. He just got slapped yeah. in the face, but he yep. composes himself and then he presents the award for best documentary. He gets the nominees out and then the situation is is over. So I thought from that aspect, you're on live television, anything could happen. Obviously Chris Rock, he's done stand up for many, many years. He's been in situations where he's probably gotten heckled or yelled at or things like that. So he knows how to address that situation. Mm -hmm. But I thought that while the joke, I I didn't like the joke. I thought his reaction after the slap was, was good. It could have been something way worse if he had reacted in a different way. So yeah, he stayed composed. And I also think I would be so offended by that joke. I really do feel for Jada. I, I don't think Jada did anything wrong. Actually, I do think she could have handled herself, and I do think that she tends to be very open with her and vocal with her feelings as well. So that's not always my favorite, but um, I I think she handled herself well, and I feel very bad that her condition has now been like she was embarrassed. Um, anyway, the last uh, another thing we forgot to mention when he gave his speech. I know you and I both had thoughts on that. But what bothered me, there were tons, tons and tons and tons of tweets about this and different celebrities. And the one, uh, there was one that stood out to me that was horrible. Jaden Smith, their son, um, immediately tweeted, and that's how we do it. Um, Like, basically signing, like saying, yes, I'm so proud of my dad. This is what we do to people that wrong us. We just beat the hell out of them. And then uh, George Takai said many people, especially kids, which Jaden, this is proof of this, 
look up to actors. Because of that, we have an obligation to try to be good role models. With celebrity comes responsibility. And I know that sounds like a lot of idiocy to some people because the rich and famous might not care, but people do look up to them. I can say I absolutely have looked up to a lot of these people that are there. And they are watching and they are listening. And I was shocked and pretty appalled by Jaden being like proud of his dad rather than saying, you know, I don't really approve of my dad's actions and I love my mom. And that's all I'll say. Or here's a tip. Just don't say anything. I don't know why he needed to say anything. And Glennon Doyle, she said, this is the one that's I think circulated the most because we do have to, this does bring up a bigger topic of abuse and mental health. She says, violence is never proof of love. That's a deadly idea that has fueled and excused domestic and all violence for far too long. Think hard about that, please. And that was basically in his speech. He was like, I care about my family and love makes you do crazy things. And I think love, I love my family. I love people in my life. I've, I've never beaten somebody up because they embarrassed me or upset me or said something bad about my family. The only thing, other thing I'll say on the situation is that Richard Williams did uh, issue a statement via his son and said, we don't know all the details of what happened, but we don't condone anyone hitting anyone else unless it's in self-defense. And that was the statement from Richard Williams, who obviously Will Smith is playing in the movie King Richard. So, yeah. Okay, uh, now we'll move on to the actual awards part of the evening, but that was such a big moment, definitely the most shocking moment from the Oscars uh, in quite some time. Uh, yeah, and let, so. us, let us know what you think. Um, if you have something to say, if you disagree, I mean, I would love to hear. I've been listening to things all week and talking with people about it. Um, so, yeah, feel free to give us comments. And we're not going to go over every single category. I mean, you know the winners. You can look up the winners if you would like to know those. But we do have some of our favorite moments from the broadcast. So we're going to kind of switch to a happier note now. Uh, one of my favorite moments and one of yours, too, was Troy Kotzer won Best Supporting Actor for CODA. He's fantastic in that movie. Um, yes. And he got up and gave a speech that was really great i thought he thanked a ton of people in his life it was funny um and he was just really appreciative of winning that academy award and so cool for him to get that award as well um because coda is such a cool movie and his performance in that is so well done um and capture he's able to portray so much emotion in that movie um through sign language and through his body language and things of that nature that i, th I thought it was well deserved Yes. Thank you so much, Jared. I, I That was one of the best moments for the whole show for me and totally worth it and way worth talking about much more than Will Smith, that whole incident. Troy Kotzer, I cried. That that fully got me. Um, and he talked about his dad who's, who's passed away. And he was just talking. Um, his dad, I remember he said his dad was in an accident, was paralyzed from the neck down. But he said he had been the best signer in his family. And so his dad lost the ability to sign. But he said his dad never really lost the ability to communicate with him and and show him love and encourage him. I mean, just amazing. And Troy just seems like the most grateful, appreciative human being and so talented. And Jared, what also really got me was seeing the audience give a standing ovation and clap, give applause in sign language. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that was so meaningful. I loved how many people were signing in the during the speeches. I know they do that, but it was neat to see a lot more people doing that and to see them on camera this year. Um, very, very moving. So happy for him. 
Um, it was a fantastic win, and that's a great movie, and it did win Best Director. So if you or Best, sorry, Best Picture. So if you all yes. haven't seen Coda, we did uh, review that movie. We both really liked it, so I would encourage you to see it. Another like on the evening is that uh, Jane Campion won for Power of the Dog for Best Director. So this is the first time in Oscars history that two females have won back-to-back years. Koi Zhao last year with Nomadland, now Jane Campion. It's also only the third time a woman has won Best Director at the Oscars, but we're kind of trending in the right direction. We are. Thank you so much. Jared, That's I'm so glad you brought that up to me. One of the best things I saw about this, I I didn't actually hear people talk about this, so this could just be all in my mind, but this to me was one of the most diverse Oscars I've ever seen. And I don't just mean like having actors of different ethnicities that were nominated. I mean like the showcase of Best Picture Films. There was no theme, which was so cool because a lot of movies we see, it's like, this is the year about murder, serial killers. This is the year about old Hollywood. This is the year, you know, about, I don't know, um, science fiction. And this year, there was no clear-cut type, and there was a mixture of ethnicities that were nominated, that were in the films. We also saw Ariana DeBose won for West Side Story, which you and I were both impressed with her performance. She's the first African, uh, Afro-Latina, queer, openly queer woman to win Best Actress, uh, a Best Supporting Actress Oscar. That's so cool. And the fact that we had... Um, we did have a mixture of different ethnicities that were nominated and then also the deaf community. It was so neat to see. That was for me, that that was the, and female director as well. So I don't know. I just, I was really, it was a heartwarming moment and a nice thing to see. And it was unfortunately overshadowed by the hot mess that happened at the end of the night. Yeah. Yep. So uh, Coda also won Best Picture, which we mentioned. That was a great acceptance speech as well. Um, and they all got up there, and that was cool for that award. So I don't know why they sat Marley Matlin like, up in the balcony for whatever reason, but during the broadcast, yeah. she was. I think she came down before they announced Best Picture, but they cut to her when Troy Kotzer was giving his speech, and she was like, it did not look like she uh-huh. was on the floor level. It looked like she was in the, the one of the tiers of the balcony. So that was kind of odd. Yeah. but. Coda winning was great, um, and that was that was a really cool moment. And the female director winning, Jane Campion, that was she gave a good speech too. I will she say, did. dislike dislike for the show was Kevin Costner droning on Ugh. for twelve minutes before he presented the best I, director I really award. Felt, <laughs> I really felt like it was a twenty minute speech, and I was like, Kevin, besides Yellowstone, what are you even doing these days? Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> Yellowstone is very popular, so we got. I, I mean. But Kevin I thought I turned I me. turned the broadcast on at that point when he was giving his speech <laughs> and I thought, oh, he's presenting best picture like he's going on yeah. for eight minutes like this. It's the biggest award now. Nope. So um, I also thought another cool moment was Lady Gaga and Liza Minnelli presenting yes. best picture. I thought Gaga handled that. She brilliantly really did. And did such a good job with Liza. Um, and it was very cool to see them on stage together and to present. It, the, I thought they did a really good job presenting Best Picture. So. Do you know what? <laughs> that got me choked up because um, I did not know Liza was not doing well. So that kind of gave an indication of where she's at. But she reminded me of my grandma um, at the end. Um, Mama, because Mama had dementia for so long. And she would kind of do things like Liza did that night. I don't know if I can really describe it. And I'm not making fun. It was, But it was so cute. She would kind of just say something funny that maybe pertained to something someone said six minutes ago. 
But it was really cute. And I felt like Liza was doing that, too, where, like, she's engaged in the conversation, but it's a little delayed. Um, And she was just adorable and looked so beautiful. And she's clearly a legend. And I was actually really impressed and appreciative of how Lady Gaga talked to her. Um, another like on the evening too is I liked so last year during the the ceremony the COVID ceremony they did not show clips from any of the movies and people were really upset about that this yeah. year they reversed that course and showed did little montages on all the best picture winners throughout the night yes for the acting categories they showed performances of the actors in those categories for director they showed clips of the movies I mean that you have to do that like you, you have, have to, to assume that that's the why we're Oscars there are going to have a lot of people watching that may have heard of the movies but may not have seen the movies or they may have seen one but forgotten the title, uh, things of that nature. So the clips being in there really allows it to be more relatable. And I thought when they removed the clips last year and they just expected you to know that what Nomadland was or, (laughs) you know, something like another movie nominated last year or that situation, I thought it was good that they brought the clips back. And I like seeing the clips. I like being, you know, it reminds me of when I saw the movie. And like when I saw the clip for Belfast, I was like, I smiled a little bit because I was like, oh, yeah, Belfast was such a, you know, cute, heartwarming movie. Or when you see the clip for Coda or, you know, don't look up, unfortunately, Um, you know. I, I did like the, I did like the Amy Schumer joke about don't look up, pal. Don't look at the reviews. So yes, that was, <laughs> and you know, Jared, I'm also glad they brought back the music. Now I was mm-hmm. sad Van Morrison, the one song that I'm yeah. crazy about that he didn't perform. <laughs> I'm not surprised he wasn't there, but it was neat to see all those performances. I mean, that's part of the reason we're there, as we all love this art form. I mean, sure, we want to see pretty dresses, and apparently, we want to see dramatic things happen, but. If it was based on recent years, nothing dramatic was going to happen. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I think they made some good choices, what they brought back. And also, Jared, so Kenneth Branagh, when he won for his screenplay, I actually I feel kind of bad for how much I've dogged on Kenneth Branagh. I'll never agree or be happy with him for what he did to Emma Thompson. But he seemed genuinely appreciative of that award. And you can tell that Belfast and his upbringing and his parents and his grandparents and everyone he worked with on that film really meant a lot to him. So that seemed meaningful. And I just thought he really gave a lovely speech and I was happy for him. Yeah, it was cool to see him get an Academy Award. That was that was yeah. that was great. So and then Drive My Car also won uh, Best International yes. uh, Feature Film, which we're going to be reviewing that next week here on the show. It was also nominated for Best Picture. It did not win Best yes. Picture, but it won Best International uh, Film. And the directors for that movie got up and were able to to give a speech, which was nice. They got cut off by the music a couple times, which they was did. unfortunate. Um, but the speech was really good, and we'll be talking about that movie next week and we talked about you know last year's best international film winner another round we did a review on that movie as well love so we like, that movie we like oh, to kinda, so good don't i would say don't dissuade yourself from checking out the international films just because yes. you might have to read subtitles because drive my car we'll talk about it next week but it's really solid another round was probably one of my favorite movies from last why year why didn't i um, i was gonna i just thought why did i not put that in my top 10 I think it came out in 2020. So oh, oh, I think okay, that's, okay, got it. It probably, got it. I think that's why. So okay, got it. Um, but that was kind of all of our our happy moments from the episode. But some surprises. Yes. No time to die wins best song, and because of that, um, yeah. Lin Manuel Miranda does not get an EGOT because Encanto Ugh. does not win for best song. So. He will, Jared. I mean, yeah. I feel like maybe next year. I mean, it's going to happen. He also wasn't there. His wife got COVID. 
Um, oh, that's sad. From what so. I heard, the the word on the streets. Um, so I hope she's feeling better. I was really surprised that song won. Now, I liked it and I loved No Time to Die, but I didn't think that song was going to win. So I was pretty surprised. But it was nice because the other thing I really enjoyed about the ceremony and didn't expect, they did an anniversary special um, and paid homage to Bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 60, they did one. I think 60 years of Bond. So that was pretty cool. Bond. They did one for The Godfather. They did yep. one for White Men White Can't, Men jump. Can't <laughs> jump. And they did the 28th anniversary of Pulp Fiction, which was weird. That was Not weird. Not really like a banner year. Right. Um, but, Strange. You know, and that was kind of odd. Travolta looked like he was a little... <gasps> Do you know the cutest story I just heard yesterday? <laughs> what? So Betty White, that in memoriam, Jared, I... I was beside myself when I saw Betty's face. It's like I knew it was coming and I knew Sidney Poitier was coming. I knew all the people. I was like, this year was horrible. But when I saw Betty, I just lost my mind. But anyway, Betty White, there was a commercial that was recently circulating talking about adopting animals because she was such a huge animal advocate. And John Travolta's son wanted the dog and he adopted the dog in the commercial. (laughs) it's so sweet that's hard betty would be so so pleased i know i was like well that's a nice story to read this week yes so my only um dislikes with the show other than the slap um was (laughs) the in memoriam i thought the song choices were weird like they did a cover like spirit in the sky and some like very like I, I love that song too but i don't know yeah. how appropriate it is during an in yeah, memoriam it's a weird, so it's kind of a weird vibe yeah so that was kind of it was kind of like they were trying to go for a more upbeat in memoriam if that was possible but i thought that was kind of an odd vibe i did like the celebrities coming out though and certain people got like jamie yes! Lee Curtis came out for betty white they did that for um, betty. bill murray came out for ivan reitman um so that was kind of cool to see <gasps> oh! I yeah. feel so stupid. I'm pretty sure it was the dog that that's what it was. Jamie Lee Curtis, the dog she was holding was the dog that John Travolta's son just adopted. Okay. My In bad. The, I thought it was Oscar a commercial, ceremony. but okay. it was. Yeah. Um, so the only thing I didn't like. Well, I, I really don't have a gripe about the show other than the physical assault. Um, and also then giving him the Oscar and him accepting it. But whatever. I'm I'm moving on. Um, I was really surprised by how little people mentioned Ukraine. And mm-hmm. then I also found out they've talked about the gift bags. It was like $130,000 or something in every gift bag for these rich people who can afford everything in there. Um, I was surprised that there wasn't more of a mention of Ukraine. And I do agree that that money could have gone to Ukraine. <laughs> I don't really know why we're like, let's give this rich these rich people free stuff worth, yeah. you know, a gazillion dollars that we could literally be helping an ally with like that was bizarre to me so i found that pretty distasteful only other dislikes for me was um they had the cast of encanto come out and sing we don't talk about bruno Mm -hmm. which was cool but they changed all the lyrics to be like the oscars and i'm thinking again the academy making a dumb decision like this is the biggest song of the year from a movie and if kids are watching or if families are watching kids might want to sing along with it and have fun with it and they decided to do some weird arrangement of it i just didn't think that was necessary for the most popular song from a movie in the last year so um and then only other dislike is they still got to figure out a way to get this ceremony shorter it does not need to be three hours (laughs) and 45 minutes it doesn't bother me but you know i get it but jared wait let's end it on one last well i have to do my my outfit your best and worst dress yes but you had a sweet story about jessica chastain and honestly people as if i couldn't love jessica chastain more 
who won Best Actress that night. I predicted it. When I saw The Help, I said this woman's going to win an Oscar. I didn't know her from anybody else. Love. Um, But Jared told me a very sweet story today that I think should be the last story of the Oscars. Yes. So Jessica Chastain, um, the makeup and hairstyling team on the eyes of Tammy Faye was nominated in that category. And Jessica Chastain had said a few weeks before the Oscars that if they were going to present that category before the broadcast started, she would skip the red carpet and go into the, you know, where they're, the Dolby Theater where they're holding the Oscars and watch that presentation of that award because she wanted to be there to support the team on that movie and she did exactly that she they she found out when it was going to be presented she skipped i think a majority of the red carpet and yep. she was in there when they presented that award to the makeup and hairstyling team for the eyes of tammy Faye. and i just thought that was really cool of her to go in there i mean not saying that she's better than anybody else that worked on that movie saying that everybody is a team that worked on that movie um, and that everybody is supportive of one another. So I thought that was a really cool moment. And for her role in that movie, the makeup and the hairstyling is essential to that uh, performance. So I thought that that was really just a nice moment. I, you know, not everybody did that. There are other movies that were nominated that won technical awards or won other things that the cast and crew, you know, director were not in there for that, but that that was cool for Jessica Chastain to go into the ceremony uh, early, skip the red carpet, and be there for the for the presentation of that award. So she is a total class act. I absolutely love her. I feel like I thought of one other uplifting thing, but I guess it doesn't matter because I can't remember it anymore. But I love her so much. I'm really really happy for her. Okay, now we're on to Katie's favorite part um, of the best and worst dressed of yes. the night. Um, so let's start it out with the worst dressed. You had a few, yes. again, I never have any opinions about this. I, if I, <laughs> if here's the thing, if I think that somebody is poorly dressed, I know Katie is going to have it on the poorly dressed list. Mm. And the two that stood out to me before I even saw your list were I saw Tracy Ellis Ross during the ceremony, oh. did oh. not like that. And I saw Billie Eilish during her performance and oh. on the red carpet, did not really like that outfit. So I knew those were making your, your worst dressed list. Yes. Jared, it really bothers me that you made me think of something with Jessica Chastain and I can't remember it. So if I scream <laughs> it at the end or in the middle of this, that's why. Also, everyone, just a reminder, I am not a uh, fashion whatever like I don't own a fashion couture home or anything like that so who knows but I love to share my opinion about this um I could not find the designer of Wesley Snipes outfit I'm gonna call it it was horrible apparently he's lost a lot of weight he did look good I guess um I know he's had some tax troubles like I know that's what we know about Wesley Snipes but his outfit looked horrible to me. It was shorts. Now, it did look kind of like, I don't know if it was an Indian designer. I'm not really sure, but it was wrinkled. It just looked like a mess. So, sorry, Wesley. Um, Jessie Buckley and Erdem. I could not stand this look. Part of it was her hair color and hairstyle. Um, I know that she's like edgy and not like I, I don't know. I just hated the whole look. Um, it was pale pink. I thought it washed her out. I just did not think it was good. Tracy Ellis Ross, yikes. Um, did I say Tracy Ellis Ross or did I just mess that up? No, Sorry. you did say Tracy Ellis Ross. Do you know Ross, sometimes yeah. you say something and you're like, did I just say that right? Anyway. Yes. Tracy Ellis Ross, I've got nothing but respect for her. She is hilarious. She's an icon. She was in Carolina Herrera. It was bad, 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 bad. Mainly because of the way it covered her chest or lack, like actually did not cover her chest. The design, it just looked horrible, but it was red, which is one of my favorite colors. Um, yeah. 
Billie Eilish and Gucci. I mean, I was offended by this. Uh, it wasn't actually, I wasn't offended by it. Billie really likes Gucci a lot, a lot. She wears a lot of Gucci. She wears a lot of things I would not personally pick, but I just felt like if this is the night you're going to win the Oscar and take it away from Lin-Manuel Miranda, like wear something we're going to remember for a good reason and we love. So it was disappointing. Um, Kristen Stewart and Chanel, Jared, probably my least favorite. I think her and Tracy wow, Ellis really Ross were the worst. you really did not like that. Okay. Dude, I... Okay, because <laughs> it was so weird, too, because she was with her fiancé. Her fiancé is beautiful. They're really sweet together. So her fiancé had, like... I forget. They did, like, the opposite things. So when they stood next to each other, I was like, was this planned? That's something I wonder if it was planned. But Kristen Stewart, she had a shirt that was just completely unbuttoned. And it wasn't like she was trying to be, like, Timmy Chalamet. She was just, like... It was just unbuttoned, and it looked... It looked like she just forgot to get dressed on the way or she was hot. She's like, I'm going to unbutton my whole shirt. And she kept doing her hair thing that she does where she runs her fingers through her hair and just looks like, I hate it here. I hate being here. I She always talks about how shy she is, which I'm like, I get it. Good for you. I'm sorry that you're shy. But you don't have to say that every time you talk to a human being. We get it. And also, if you hate it here, then don't be here. And then Katrina Balfe. Some people liked this dress. I could not stand it. It was Louis Vuitton. It was also like a pale pink or a cream color. Um, for me, it wasn't the dress itself wasn't bad. It was the ruffles in the middle of it. I couldn't stand. And I think it almost I don't think it fit her correctly. Um, okay. I think she's stunning, but I just didn't like the way it, it laid on her. Um, so it was my worst dressed. Okay. Yep. And now you've got you've got best dressed. You've got yes. uh best couple and then obviously best dressed as well. So Yes. So best couple, this is new this year, everyone. Get excited. <laughs> we have no sound effects or anything. I thought rather than doing an on the fence category, I would do um best couple. So I put three together that looked just stunning. Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst looked fantastic together. They both looked wonderful. I know Kirsten was wearing a uh, vintage Christian Lacroix. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and Sophie Hunter, and they were both in Dior Haute Couture, from what I read. Looked I loved fantastic. Benedict's outfit. Yes, yeah. and he was wearing a Ukraine pin. And I was like, thank you, someone, for acknowledging this is happening. Um, then also Lori Harvey and Michael B. Jordan. Listen, I really wanted to be upset about Lori Harvey winning Michael B. Jordan's heart, but I can't. I can't be. I'm so happy for them. Do I think they're slightly annoying about it on Instagram? Yes, I do. But they looked amazing honestly i have to give it to them best dressed i don't care if they were at the ceremony i don't care there's pictures at the vanity fair party they looked outrageously good omg love them great job everyone um best dress so anybody i just mentioned is not going to be in best dressed because i already mentioned them for couple so i obviously liked what the couple people were wearing anyway best dressed i'm gonna go to Becky G and Etro, I don't remember what Becky G's in, but this dress was beautiful. There was this cool hip detail on it. I'm going fast because I don't want to bore people. Jennifer Garner and Brandon Maxwell, a lot of people were talking about this dress. This was red. This was done right. Um, a lot of women wore red that night. That seemed to be one of the most common colors. And uh, Ariana DeBose did. I didn't actually like Ariana's outfit either. I did appreciate that she wore a crop top and pants and like a jumpsuit kind of style. It wasn't a jumpsuit, but it was like a two-piece. That was very fashionable. Yes, if people are wondering, I thought Zendaya's was okay. It just didn't do it for me. But as far as Red's mm -hmm. concerned, without fail, Jennifer Garner did it best. Way to go, girl. Okay. Then we have Demi Singleton in Miu Miu. She was wearing purple. She looked fantastic. She was in... Uh, 
King Richard. She looked beautiful. Great job to her. And I also tried to find people, too, that might be, like, not be mainstream names or something, because I I dove deep into this, Jared. I looked at, like, every outfit that there was. (laughs) Um, Dakota Johnson and Gucci. For me, Dakota Johnson, fashion-wise, can do no wrong, has never done anything wrong. I love her so much. She also is obsessed with Gucci. She always wears Gucci. She was wearing, I mean, it was like 1940s feathers, deep V in the front, shoulder pads in the shoulders. My God, it was chef's kiss beautiful. Zoe Kravitz, another person, can do no freaking wrong. I love her. And honestly, if you ask my opinion about who should play Audrey Hepburn in the movie, besides myself, I would have picked Zoe Kravitz. She has the bone structure of Audrey Hepburn. She looked fantastic. She was wearing St. Laurent. It was pink. She had the cute little bangs. I mean, stunning. Okay, here we go. Final three. We have two men making my top here. Andrew Garfield and St. Laurent. He looked spectacular. I saw him. I loved his his suit. I thought it looked so good. Jared, (laughs) way to go. You. I saw him from like the shoulders up and I was like, what is he wearing? It looks fantastic. And if you can tell from like shoulders up that it looks fantastic on a man, you know that was done right. So I don't know if he picked it. I don't know if a Silas picked it. He looked amazing. Another person. Did you think I wouldn't mention little Timmy Tim? (laughs) Timothy Chalamet. He was half half naked. OMG, did you see my Instagram? I was like, pick me up off the floor. My jaw dropped to the floor. I think I blacked out for a second. Timothy Chalamet was wearing Louis Vuitton or Louis Mm. Vuitton, if you're very fancy. He looked fantastic. I have to say, what? Timothy Chalamet's outfit way better than last year, where he looked like a fighter pilot or whatever yeah, year that was. It. Did now, you? He okay. Did. I mean, I like everything he does. I am in love with him. But um, he, sorry, hey Tim, um, he did change for the Vanity Fair party. I didn't like the outfit he wore to the Vanity Fair party as much, but I still okay. liked it. I mean, for me, he can do no wrong. I am not offended that he didn't wear a shirt. I am not offended that he is not Jason Momoa, built like Jason Momoa. Not a problem for me. Love the man. Great job, Timmy. Um, and then last but not least, Jessica Chastain in Gucci. I put double Gucci here. She's my number one by far without fail. But I mean, when I talk about this best dress, these eight people, they were the best dressed. I like hands down couldn't stop thinking about them. Jessica Chastain were a gorgeous. It was like it was like purple up to peach. It was like an ombre Gucci dress. But you know what else? It was so tasteful. It was like sexy and tasteful. It was both the things. That's what you want to wear when you win an Oscar. She did it so well. The hair wasn't a ponytail. She just looked stunning. But my favorite, favorite, favorite of the entire night was her second dress that she wore to the Vanity Fair party. It was also Gucci. It was green with her red hair, her complexion. It was one of the most beautiful dresses, beautiful outfits I think I've ever seen on a human being. So do yourself a favor. Don't worry. Just like every year, I'm going to post pictures about it on Instagram. (laughs) But Jessica Chastain, number one, best dressed for me. There you go. Jessica Chastain taking home the prize. So I love her I, so much. I think while you friends. were while you were going through that too, I found a quote from Jessica Chastain about the Tell makeup me. thing. Uh, okay, so she okay. was on a podcast and she said, I will absolutely be present when the makeup category is called. And if that means I'm not doing press on the red carpet for ABC or whatever it is, then so be it. The most important thing for me is to honor the incredible artisans who work in our industry. So you guys, yes. Can I do it? I don't know how that's she was on the red carpet for a little bit and then went into 
to watch that presentation, obviously. So she was I able to do both. So but I like how from the get go, she was like, if I have to skip the red carpet, I have to skip the red carpet. So that was uh, that was great for Jessica Chastain again, winning best best actress at the Academy Awards and also winning Katie's best dressed award for twenty twenty two. Congratulations, so. Jessica! <laughs> the Oscar is in the mail. It will not be as beautiful as your Oscar. It just says best dressed. Love, Katie. Also, if you want to come on the podcast, feel free. We'd be more Please. than you know. You did this other podcast. We'd be more than you know welcome to have you on our podcast as well. So yes, thank we, you we'll all for bearing with us on this journey. <laughs> I'm so I was so so ready to talk about this. Um but I do love the Oscars. Jared and I both love the Oscars. You know, it was entertaining, I guess. Um I'm just never going to condone violence in my life and I will say it 800 more times. I do not think that was planned. Yeah. But we're really happy for the deaf community and all the people who yes. deserved every minute of praise. Congrats to Coda. That was awesome. So Woo! Oh, oh, one final thing I forgot to mention. Then we'll close this out. Uh, yes, my only me. other dislike with the with the broadcast is that when we they can't did the end with a dislike. Okay, sorry. No, it go just, ahead. I'll okay. I'll come up with something. Okay, is that um <laughs> when they presented the animation category, they basically framed it as this is something that kids love and adults have to like endure, and that got a lot of backlash from creators of animated movies. I saw oh, on Twitter, my. um, like the the two guy Lord and Miller who worked on Mitchell's versus the Machines were not happy with that comment. There was another. Um, uh, person that was in the animation community that made a comment about that basically saying like why are you framing our movies as you know they can't be for adults too like why are you you know making the assumption that just kids enjoy these and watch them and adults yep. just have to basically like sit through them so that was my I didn't like how they presented that category and Kanto won that obviously but um, that was the only other dislike for me that I forgot to mention earlier that I thought of while you were doing best and worst dressed so well, I, okay I'll say this you know what was refreshing about the Oscars this year it was really nice to see people together again and it was really nice to see such good art and good art that was appreciated and I think um, collectively it was nice to just see people interacting to look at beautiful gowns I don't think the world's ever going to be the same it's never going to be quote unquote normal and yes there were things that happened at the Oscars that overshadowed people who deserve to win um but i think that there was a lot of goodness and i love art i believe in the power of art and jared i'm just very happy that we got to review this and watch the oscars and one day we'll have an oscar party again we will so and that that basically wraps up this episode of the show so you can follow the show on social media podcast silver is where you will want to go on instagram katie will post up all the looks, her favorites from the Academy Awards. It's probably the most intense social media post we do of the year. So uh, be sure <laughs> to check that out when that goes up. Um, so podcast over is where you want to go to find all the images of the best and worst dressed of the of the night. So and then on Facebook, just search the Silver Screen Podcast. You can find us there. Be sure to rate and review wherever you listen. That really helps us out. And then next week we will we're making good on our promise. We are going to review and talk about Drive My Car this year's winner for best international film so that will be our discussion next week on the show until next time we'd like to thank the academy <laughs> <laughs>